0: I'm This is the Cosmic Pleasure Podcast. I'm your host, Amy D. Thompson from amydintuitive.com. I'm an intuitive mentor, tantrika, energy healer, writer focused on topics of body, mind, soul, and sex. In this podcast, we discuss topics on discovering, developing, and embodying our limitless pleasure potential in this lifetime. We cover topics of sexual empowerment, spiritual development, energy medicine, mindfulness, and holistic health and wellness. This podcast is for the modern day human looking to open their heart and mind to the limitless potential of pleasure in life, love, and of course, sex. Enjoy. Hey babes, welcome back to the Cosmic Pleasure Podcast today. I am Amy D from amydintuitive.com and I am a tantric practitioner, intuitive, creative, and podcaster. And I love to interview people here on the Cosmic Pleasure Podcast um, in the holistic wellness industry and we usually talk on topics of body, mind, soul, and sex. Today on the podcast, we are interviewing a gorgeous woman called Kirsten. Kirsten is a pelvic hydrotherapist and she specializes in things like yoni steaming, which I absolutely adore. So I'm so stoked to be able to have this yarn with her. To lift some of the myths around yoni steaming and help to support any of you who are interested in taking this journey of yoni steaming Um, and those of you who are just maybe curious and want to learn more. Now, a little message from our guest before we get into the pot Kia ora, I'm Kirsten, a certified pelvic hydrotherapist with a passion for changing the narrative around menstruality and holistic women's healthcare. I came to this line of women's work with my womb quite literally screaming at me to listen in and find balance within. Steam therapy was a massive game changer for me. I have learned so much in such a short amount of time, invaluable lessons that have had a positive impact in my connection to my whare tangata, womb. I'm now so eager to share this knowledge and run an educational page called Yoni Steam Adoha. I share pelvic STEAM education and run monthly Wahine Steam circles. I'm also a proud mama to a beautiful soul, Amaya, a wife to my amazing husband Stephen, and a full-time primary school teacher living in the north shore of Tamaki Makaurau. If you ever have any questions about pelvic health, I'm contactable via DMs. Or email yonnysteamnz at gmail.com. Would love to support you in any way I can. Warmest womb blessings. A little disclaimer. Any episode of the Cosmic Pleasure Podcast is for educational purposes only and to inspire alternative perspectives on topics of holistic health and wellness. This podcast is in no way diagnostic or always completely factual or takes individual circumstances into consideration. If you have a particular health concern, physical or mental, we recommend you see the appropriate healthcare professional. Enjoy listening. Okay. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Cosmic Pleasure Podcast today. Today on the pod, we are with Kirsten, who um, is does amazing work in the world so thank you for coming on the pod. (laughs) Thank you, thank you for having me. Yay and can we start off just by you sharing a little bit about you, your story, your work and how you ended up on doing this work with yoni Steaming and Bits and Pieces.
1: Yeah Uh, so I guess um, I've always sort of had like a deep passion for nurturing people and in particular in my job I'm a full-time teacher so I um, you know children being with children nurturing in that space has always come really natural to me and it's been quite a passion and and with women as well sort of you know um, over the years I've just sort of tapped into little bits and pieces in women's health um, here and there and I guess I guess subconsciously like this kind of work, so pelvic hydrotherapy, I guess, is the, the big name for it. But yoni steaming mm-hmm. is another name, vaginal steaming it takes as well, um, pelvic steaming. And just, I think subconsciously, especially over the last couple of years, I've felt more of a strong calling. And it sort of came through reconnecting with myself and my womb. Mm-hmm. And so, um, as a, um, a person who's been through a lot, Uh, in terms of my relationship with my womb yeah and um, has experienced you know um, sexual abuse uh, and just you know really negative sort of relationships and experiences um, surrounding my womb space Uh, I knew that this was going to come up or I knew that this was sort of you know it's just been kind of brewing I guess in the background and it was up to me to kind of listen in and really tune in and be like okay what's going on here I need to find some kind of healing for myself Mm -hmm. so that you know and then it gets to that point where you feel um you know that you can help others and that you can share your journey and then you know that is you know sort of where I am now I guess yeah I um it was like yeah a, a bit of a womb awakening I suppose um and It sort of happened in a big way when I was was like last year, beginning of last year, and I was experiencing really, really heavy periods. I was, you know, waking up in the middle of the night with intense cramping. Mm-hmm. It's just like holy shit this is the worst that I've had I've always had it over the years you know I've never and now when I like actually think about it and I stop and I look back I'm like wow I've really put up with all of that for so long yeah and then the I just kept building and building and then yeah pivotal moment last year I was like yeah this is enough I am literally in tears holding you know h- hugging myself yeah and you know my womb is screaming at me she's like Kate you need to wake up do something this mm. is not okay this is not normal and it sort of spread from there I was like okay I'm not a fan I've never really been a fan of um you know heavy um medicalized sort of approaches for um women's healthcare. I've always been a bit more and yeah again coming back to that nurturing holistic nourishing sort of um vibes and I just kept looking and looking and then through instagram i miraculously found um kelly gaza mm-hmm. and she was talking she was, was a video explaining um yoni steaming and i never heard of it never heard of kelly n- not even sure how i even found this but it was like that moment it was like okay this yeah. is it yeah this is what i'm feeling called to and so i just took a huge dive into it and yeah it just, it took me on so many different journeys already yeah. within such a short amount of time uh, because what I thought it was is just, you know, looking after my period and getting better um, menstrual care and menstrual mm-hmm. health has now become spiritual. It's now become, you know, uh, just energetical, just on, on so many levels. It's, yeah. it's opened up a lot. And yeah, I'm so grateful that I, you know, I listened in that moment. And yeah,
0: that's amazing as like, I mean, I guess like a couple of things came up when you were like explaining that, like I've been on not the same journey, but of course, like my own version of the journey. Mm. And I think as well, like I'm also, I've always always been holistically minded, always swayed more towards the natural, but yeah. I do find also we don't really have much choice in mm-hmm. the modern medicine options that are available to us in the scientific studies that have been done around women's bodies and women's health and stuff like that so it's so um well it's so powerful and so potent to have to kind of tap into these ancient tools that Mm -hmm. are available to us so we can start to heal because like you say you know these severe um, period symptoms that we experience aren't mm. normal, but they're told to us that they are normal. Exactly. You know, they like, take an ibuprofen to manage your yeah. endometriosis. It's like, okay, yeah. mate, but that's a band aid. Like, what? Yeah. What's- what's the cause? Like, what's the root cause of this? Like, why is this manifested? Or take the pill and that will heal your PCOS. It's like, come on, can we (laughs) do that please? But, um, but if we don't know any better, we can't do any better. Right. So it's such powerful work to like show to the world. Cause you know, like, yeah. Anyway, that's amazing. Mm. I love that journey. That's so cool. So I guess to start with, I would love if you sh- could share from like a beginner's perspective about what pelvic, hi- what a pelvic hydrotherapist does, because I know that yoni steam is a huge part of it, but from watching your content and stuff, there's so much more to it. It's not mm. just let us steam your yoni and everything's fixed. It's, yeah. it's a lot deeper than that. So what is yoni steaming's um, backstory and why is it practiced and, you know, what is it from a beginner's perspective?
1: yeah sure um so like you mentioned tapping into that it's an ancient practice so mm-hmm. and I always um like to acknowledge first that it's an indigenous practice so there are links across the entire world on mm-hmm. each continent that in one way or another this has been practiced you know and it is traditionally by um you know the folk folk her- uh, healers folk herbalists the midwives you know original midwives like these were the roles that um you know would practice this in their in their health work in their in their original natural you know indigenous practice so it really has always been there it's always mm. been happening and you know with the way things went in the world you know maybe 200 years ago 300 years ago when um you know a more male dominated, um, you know, the patriarchy and, yeah. and and all that in general sort of, and colonization and can, it has a huge part in this to play as well. Um, you know, it, it's became almost illegal. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of these practices and in, in New Zealand, it's like the Tōhunga Suppression Act in particular mm. was where, you know, spiritual healers um, were no longer able to practice what they'd been doing. Ah, and so yeah and and this is this this kind of story this narrative can be found you know everywhere it's the same kind of thing is that Mm -hmm. this fear that um this work was you know you know sometimes I think it's like the fear that it was not their own and that they couldn't you know claim it in that way and so Mm -hmm. that was where the fear came from Is like no we can't have you know, we can't have them knowing more than us. It's almost Fear feels of like the that. unknown,
0: eh? Fear yeah. Of the unknown as well. And like oh. just yeah, like huge suppression and the magic of, yeah. of indigenous um medicine.
1: Huge. Yeah. And and yeah, rather than being, you know, learning from it, it's you know, it was yeah, completely shunned and hidden. And you know, in particular the women's voices and women's contribution and perspective was not valued you know um, so yeah I guess that's like a, a starting point to think about is that it's always been done and we just haven't known about it because it's not been valued and particularly because it is woman's work you know traditionally and it's a taboo area right so
0: I guess oh, it comes from like yeah. the pressure of like you say colonization being Mm. making sure that you're christian and you know we know and it's not like a bag on christianity or anything but there is a lot of like disconnect from the sexual self within the the realm of christianity um so like then you go and you focus on the sexual organs of a woman in particular who has already been hunted as a witch for freaking however long and then it's like of course this practice has been suppressed and kind of like ruled out as an option so exactly Mm.
1: i mean yeah when you when people first hear about it, they're like, you know, at uh, the the Oh the, same, the, when I've talked the, about it to people, people just look at you like, What the <laughs> fuck? You're yeah, steaming your like, and
0: you're like, Yeah,
1: I do. Yeah. They <laughs> can't people, some people really can't handle it. And it that yeah. upsets me the most is that we same. can't even just talk about it. We can't even and it becomes like a joke. And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's you know, sure that reaction is is valid, is, you know, valid, but And sometimes
0: time, it might like be supportive like sometimes I joke with people about it because it's easier for them to digest oh, yeah but it is painful that I have to joke with you about this and mm. that you look at me like I'm disgusting because I'm yeah. talking about this ancient practice that's really important for our health yeah. and well-being
1: if exactly we yeah. yeah I mean and yeah and its simplest format it is using elements our natural elements mm you know the, the the medicine from our plants and our herbs and yeah. um that's nothing new and then steam you know yeah. that's also nothing new we have day spars people are, we, we know the mm-hmm. benefits of, of steam so it's just a combination of that yeah. um and then you're just applying it you're you're focusing it on your pelvic region yes so yeah that's yeah. really the basics of it and because yeah. it is so simple It is so powerful, but often it's, it's like, how's that going to work? It's, you know, it's too, too simple to be effective, you know, and we're so used to, you know, that. But then you look at like when you are
0: congested, like if you have a sore throat or you have congestion in your sinuses, people steam and doctors recommend to steam. And quite often it's with herbs, you know, herbs or like essential oils or whatever you kind of like use. Yeah well, modern medicine sometimes says like VIX, but I wouldn't recommend that on your pussy. (laughs) Like, hell no. Um, But, you know, I think that's how I describe it to people. Is like, you know, you're you're okay to steam your throat and your nasal area and recognizing that the throat and the pussy are directly connected. You know, like if you look at the tissues are the same and even the makeup looks so similar. So it's remembering that and using it like, yeah it's a simple practice the same as steaming your sinuses it's the same with your
1: yoni yeah and then again like going back to how you mentioned you know this purity that our you know our pussy is meant to have or you know it's meant to be you know not talked about seen and not heard Mm -hmm. all of that and so yeah when you do mention it it becomes the practice is like almost looked at why would you need to it's so it can be so contradictory sometimes it's like yeah we want it to think of like people want to think of it as like it's a you know it doesn't need to be cleaned it's perfect mm-hmm. now you're trying to say that we're unclean but it's the same time as like oh
0: yeah <laughs> oh there's so much stuff it's like it says they say that it's self cleaning and it, while it is it's the same it doesn't mean that it has just doesn't have dis-ease. the same as like you know your throat you shouldn't have to clean your throat or your nose but sometimes you do because you have disease or you have imbalance Mm -hmm. or you're energetically off and that's what yoni steaming supports right
1: exactly yeah Mm. i mean the same our uterus is you know a cleanse it has a cleanse and Mm. so and so does our colon like that's the same way you know yeah yeah that the digestion works everything but we know that that's not always perfect either so yeah Yeah. and
0: it's just throughout you know forever we do have to support our health and wellness and that's what Yoni Steaming does it's a support system really isn't it
1: yeah it really is it's a tool it's one of many tools and a combination when you put them all together you know it can be really helpful yeah yeah amazing
0: cool and I know postpartum it's really I didn't actually steam very much postpartum because I didn't so I was doing Yoni Steaming a little bit when I was kind of first diagnosed with PCOS and stuff but then Mm -hmm. postpartum I was a little bit hesitant because I didn't have training in it didn't know enough about it but I know it can be such a powerhouse for women um, healing postpartum so I would love if you could share the benefits and kind of bits and pieces about what you need to know about postpartum and things like that yeah um
1: well I guess also tracing back to that as the question we just finished but Mm. um its basis is a lot of it has stemmed from um, Asian medicine. So the traditional um, philosophies that they, um, you know, that they embody and that they value. So it's that really taking a look at the systems and um, the patterns within our bodies and how we are all made up in our constitutions. And so, you know, one of the things that um, in traditional Chinese medicine, they really value, and this is a lot, across other cultures as well yeah. um is the importance of you know mother warming and warming the mother um and realizing that that process of birth is very opening and you can you're open to this coldness and mm-hmm. we know that when there is coldness or um dampness blood cannot flow and mm-hmm. that you know cause um, stagnation so there's a lot of block up and you know, that can happen from just being cold, but yeah. then that, you know, escalates into the blood not flowing. So no circulation. So the idea of that, you know, 40 days in particular or 30 to 40 days in particular after um, you've given birth to be really warming and nourishing, um, you know, the, the warming foods, the um, moxibustion is also a common um a common treatment and then of course steaming which is introducing warmth into the womb especially mm. with particular herbs um can just be incredibly incredibly nourishing yeah and i mean yeah it is um there are a few things that you'd want to check you know just depending on how the birth went and mm. what sort of you know how you're feeling afterwards but generally in the first couple of days once Bleeding has begun to sort of slow down. Yeah. Um, and even if it's become like a brown color, that is, you you can start steaming as well. So oh, wow.
0: That's interesting.
1: That be, so definitely mm. a
0: good idea to have a consultation though postpartum, right? And then make sure. Yeah, just you want make to be sure. safe. Yeah. Because
1: that is, um, you know, yeah, depending on how your birth went. Um, and also, you know, for me, I had a um, cesarean. So I had to wait until six weeks. Yeah. Uh, so there's that to consider as well Um, but yeah because of that the the uterine cleanse itself is you know that is birth so the birth is the uterus is knows exactly what to do and that's you know releasing um, the baby and everything the placenta Mm. that was you know everything in there so it's in that process of cleansing and releasing and so that theme is doing exactly that to support because we often yeah like I said in that state sometimes we don't look after ourselves or we may mm. be quick to um you know be moving and maybe we're not nourishing and, and warming ourselves so that stagnation can build up and it can um yeah, yeah it can cause all of all issues so yeah, yeah problems yeah cool yeah
0: and what about with like this is just a random thing that popped in my head like so prolapse um mm. i know some women struggle with prolapse can yoni steaming help to support
1: that as well yeah yeah, definitely. So again, with the the bleeding is the thing that we want to sort of look at first, yeah. and generally um, cleansing herbs. So those are that high circulatory herbs, like your mm. rosemary, your motherwort, your rose. Um, those type of herbs are really good for it if you're if you sort of had a a fairly you know um, normal, I guess what's normal, but um, yeah, you know generally safe and and happy. Um, recovery sort of phase but then yeah. if you are experiencing things like prolapse then um, you would probably try some other herbs like um, astragalus yarrow um, ladies mantle mm-hmm. and they are really good at supporting and steam itself is a you know is a, is a gas and it rises so it's very yeah. lifting so it has that effect um, to help and tone and herbs, strengthen yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it can reach through the ligaments um, in the in the pelvic bowl as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's very supportive for that. And then prolapse is um, is where there may be some issue with your deficiency and um, the spleen deficiency. So mm. yeah, definitely herbs that help to strengthen the spleen and keep the blood flowing and keep the um, the, the uterine the arteries and everything around as well to be strengthened. So a combination of the steam and the herbs is going to be Mm. really um, powerful.
0: And supportive. And I I love it. it. Like, even I'm thinking like, you know, a good way for people to understand it, like that, Our yoni needs support too, right? Our muscles Mm -hmm. and all of the things need support. The same as if you went to the gym and you put like your deep heat or your anti-flame on the muscles because it's sore, you know? Like you've just pushed a human out of your freaking (laughs) foo-foo and then you expect (laughs) it to just bounce back without any support. Like this is kind of like a safe way that you can support your yoni to heal and your. Everything to kind of come back into balance, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah,
1: the majority of the time it is completely safe as well. And that's what, mm. you know, a lot of mums want to know is that, yeah, you know, am I being looked after? You know, am I being cared for? Am I safe to try this and practice this? And yeah. you know, there yeah. is only a very few times when it's not, which is, yeah, yeah. but generally yeah. Yeah, it's accessible for everybody to mm. use in their pelvic, you know, pelvic recovery because, yeah, there is going to be, there is going to be some, you know, some healing that needs to be done. Yeah. On, on, and on the on the whole scale. So every level. Every yeah. level,
0: not just physical. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's really interesting. I just one more thing I want to touch on before we move on, but um, I know that. I read that only steaming you only steam. We have to be careful. Like obviously, you don't steam when you're on your period. So when you're postpartum, you said mm. it's okay to steam on the outskirts of when your bleed's finishing up. Is it just a totally different story when you go past postpartum?
1: Yeah. So in terms of the bl- the blood itself, is the the lochia that we mm. um, that we call it. And I mean, even when you are even when you are in, on your period and say the blood turns to brown, um, yeah. that is an indicator that the uterine arteries themselves have mm. closed and there's okay. no more blood. There's no more new fresh blood being, you know, pumped in Yeah. because the uterus it's, you know, it's empty now. It knows that there's nothing inside that needs yeah. to be released. So in that way, that, I mean, that's how intelligent your body is. It's just mm. amazing. It's like, mm. You know, it's it's done its job. It knows that <laughs> it's yeah. released the baby and there's nothing now on the, the lining of the uterine walls, which, yeah. you know, hold the receptors that, you know, you know can make that whole connection for the, the blood to start pumping through and then our arteries close up. So yeah. once they're closed, you know, it's safe that you can go ahead and steam. And especially when it's turned brown because that's indicating that the blood has been actually sitting there for a little bit longer. So yeah. it's become that, you know, that, that old residue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Cool. And so cis is something that I personally suffer with internally and externally. And I did see this on your Instagram, but I loved your content that you shared on this. But why um how does your work support women suffering with cis and what does what are the benefits?
1: Yeah, so again coming back to that philosophy um in Chinese medicine and where they view um, you know, with when these and what, this is what I love about this practice as well is because I was just not not connecting with the you know the kind of westernized kind of way of thinking about cysts. and mm. I just it wasn't wasn't clicking with me. And when I found out about you know so cysts themselves are phlegm, you know generally phlegm they're either you know mm-hmm. fluid filled they can be skin and um, bones, but generally it's that fluid buildup. so it's that mucus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that just connected with me so much more when you start to, you know, think of the bigger picture that there's this over, you know, this excess of fluids in the body
0: well it makes sense because like I'm a beauty therapist and we talk about not eating dairy when people are suffering with acne so of course and we know that dairy creates more um mucus in the body and so that makes total
1: sense that people are suffering with
0: cysts it is a buildup of mucus
1: absolutely And and it's yeah it's that um that dampness and when you say even just the word dampness you start to you know the connection becomes a little bit stronger, you know. That mm-hmm. you've got a pile of clothes, something in the corner, and they're just that like, wet and soaking. So that's the same situation happening inside the body. Yeah. And so when you can sort of understand that, then you can start to apply some of that knowledge about. Okay, so I know that um, you know the body now needs to be you know a cool. It needs to be cooled or disinfect. You know, using mm. those disinfecting herbs is going to be a bit more you know more appropriate for um, for cyst
0: yeah
1: um so it's yeah getting to that root cause and sort of understanding you know what's causing this and like you mentioned the dairy and sugar and alcohol are just all triggers um
0: but then also yeah yeah,
1: looking at it energetically and emotionally as well is that Mm -hmm. a lot of that there's always this kind of alignment with um physical and emotional you know um Mm -hmm. symptoms that we've got so a lot of the time, it's you know feel, that feeling of being stuck or that indecisiveness, yeah. mm-hmm. um,
0: and like rage. Like for me, I definitely know yes. the work I've done is like anger, yeah. rage, stress, yeah. like all that kind of stuff coming up, and um, you know, then it manifests because yeah, it manifests in the body in the form of cysts and, exactly. acne and all that kind of
1: stuff. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, external cysts, um, the steam has connection straight away so it's right there you know on the vulva within the vaginal canal but Mm. then within the worm as well um you know in our ovaries tubes um or anywhere uh steam takes a little bit longer to to reach that area but i mean that's its purpose is because it really needs you know you're quite vulnerable when you're sitting over a you know a pot of herbs Mm -hmm. but when you have something like this inside you it's asking you to really really take the time to yeah. to unravel it and to unfurl and to release it and, and so release
0: yourself and let go yeah
1: of the it, darkness it is mm. it is like that and and because of that you know that lifestyle or that emotional connection to that um, mm. it, it's it's a commitment usually for, you know three to six months if you're on a regular steam mm. um, you know plan and then I, yeah you can sometimes um, women have said to me that they literally for fibroids in particular, they literally see the release of the fibroid, of the discharged wow. mucus coming down you know, into their steam pot. Mm, and so cool. it's really powerful that way. Yeah. yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, and definitely, I guess like it's, um, yoni steaming can be almost like a saging, you know, like I always mm-hmm. say that when you're clearing a space, you're like the smoke isn't doing anything. It's mm. your intention mm. and your focus on the smoke and the intention that that smoke is clearing your space so it's a similar concept when you think of yoni steaming it's like yes of course the herbs um you know like sage have the properties to help Mm. support you but also it's um it probably triggers something in your subconscious as well right like to intensify your intention of healing like because my background's in spiritual healing so it's Mm. all connected right so it's it's kind of like connecting It's a physical thing that helps our human mind to be like, I'm healing myself. Like I'm, I'm kind of like, I intend to, to release whatever stucknesses are within me. And that's why I think um, it's really important to like, when you steam as well, like really focus on what you're doing, not
1: sitting on your phone and sitting on your steam pot right yeah,
0: <laughs> Same yeah. Time, it needs to be a sacred exactly. um, ritual kind of thing
1: yeah it's an embodiment mm. practice you know i um, thinking of you know our somatic senses we mm. you know to to be able to engage with that you have to really go inward as well mm. while this you know physical reaction is happening you know your emotions are yeah. you know, and your yeah energies are also being aligned so yeah. Like you said, it is a, it's a ceremony, it's a ritual and you mm-hmm. want to make it that experience, you know, depending again on what you're, you know, intuitively steaming for, yeah you may just not know at the time, but, or if you do have a specific plan, then that's something I always really encourage as well as to, to make that time because it is, you know, yeah. yeah, it is a ceremony for you to go in.
0: And even notice, like, I know when I've steamed in the past, just notice like the thoughts or the memories or... The little Mm. things that pop up while you're steaming or journal while you're doing it or something is quite powerful.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. So, pussyphobia is something I talk about quite often Mm. um, because, in my line of work, so we, I, you know, support women with their sexual self. And I know that a big block for many women is like our fear of our own vaginas Mm. or our own vulvas, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, when it comes to yoni steaming how can yoni steaming support well we've covered it a little bit but how can yoni steaming help support our sexual blocks our fear of our own yoni um and things like that
1: yeah well I guess um our womb is like our second brain so you know it holds a hold so many memories and Hmm. um experiences and you know, for me, when I was coming to this, I I didn't initially think about my trauma, but I was thinking about my menstruals, you know, my menstrual cycle imbalances. Mm. But what um, really came from it was, yeah, the, the release of this trauma or the the yeah the the awakening, I guess, or the acknowledgement that this trauma is still held here, and so you know there's a lot of this that needed to be um, cleansed before. Yeah. um, Especially before when I was, um, my husband and I were thinking about, you know, having a baby. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I need to make this space, um, not just um, for, you know, whatever child comes through, but also for me and in this space that I'm working with, I need to, I need to connect again. I need to, you know. Yeah. Come back to my center. So, um, in this way, yeah, it's very vulnerable when you are steaming, and so that asks a lot of you to, to, you know, to be working in that shadow and to be working through those blocks and those fears. Um, mm. One thing I often suggest as well is to um, steam in front of a mirror so mm. that you, um, you know, you have that visual um, way of connecting and you know looking looking through you know your yoni yeah um so either before or after um and then also you know touching and when when you are steaming as well for a lot of people their experience it can you know the sensations you know noticing how it's feeling within you um you know can also you know trigger a few things Mm -hmm. but yeah. To notice that. And like you mentioned as well, journaling. So, you know, tracking how you're feeling across the, you know, before, during, and after your steam can be really helpful as well. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, you know, really transformative in that way is that a single steam can be like a huge, you know, you know, moment for yeah. <laughs> Uncovering and unfurling and all of this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's and sometimes a- at first you don't think it has, and then it's oh. like, I find like afterwards or you know you don't know at the start or during you're like oh yeah and then afterwards it will trigger stuff because energetically you've released something you know or you know like it always takes a couple and I guess this is just for the audience like remembering that it always takes a couple of days for me anyway Mm. or it might take a couple of hours for energetically energetic shift to manifest into the physical so then into the physical knowing of okay that's what i shifted you know Mm. so sometimes it's recognizing that as well i guess
1: yeah definitely relates yeah absolutely Mm. and so yeah that yeah tracking sort of how you're feeling across the whole time and again you know it's a ritual you want to incorporate any of those other practices that are really going to um, connect you to your yoni space, whether that is like physical touch or mm-hmm. you know the visuals, the visual aids as well, yeah. and then you know anything that is sort of springing to your mind. You know, in um, the ceremonies I do it, you take through a guided meditation as well, which is um, you know a really beautiful way to to just yeah to be in that moment. And you know, yeah. capture anything you can cultivate mm. what you need. Yeah. Mm. Cool.
0: I love that. And it also just brings more awareness, right? Anything that brings awareness to a place that's been shamed and shunned and kept in darkness for mm. so many freaking centuries, whoever yeah. knows, is mm. a powerful practice. So it just brings more awareness in general. So we can yeah. lift a bit of fear, eh? Absolutely. Cool. So I want to talk about um STIs as mm. well. Because um I yeah, I know of a few people who have had things like herpes and stuff. And I've always been like, I bet yoni steaming is good, but you need to know what you're doing because I know heat can like trigger her- things like herpes. Hmm. But when it comes to STIs, so like maybe herpes, thrush, um, yeah. UTIs as well, not just STIs, but can steaming help to support and recover help recovery from these and kind of I know herpes is a long-term thing too and mm. if so what are some like kind of things we need to be aware of obviously I'd say they're the kind of things you want to have a consultation with if you're wanting to work with steam but yeah mm. what are some things we need to be aware of if we have yeah it?
1: definitely I mean in this ra- this realm of uh, steaming has been ex- um, explored like quite extensively as well mm. because um, you know certain it's funny when you go to you know get treatment or you know get advice from your you know a typical mainstream doctor um antibiotics sort of comes up usually mm. and it's like oh fuck that you know this yeah. is gonna just intensify everything yeah and the whole makeup of our unique ecosystem mm. is completely compromised so yeah. um herbs you know suppositories as well is a common use um but In general, um, depending on the type of um, symptoms you have, you could, you know, for infections in particular, there's, you know, a damp association or there's an excess heat association, so a dry nature. Um, And so, for example, for herpes, that does um, indicate that there's some excess heat within the body. So, you know, even if you don't have herpes, but you're typically, you know, prone to hot flashes or Mm -hmm. um, night sweating and things like that, then there's definitely... um, an indication there, and that links back to our kidneys. So, um, a few clients that I've worked with with herpes, um, you are okay to steam. So, I always just advise that it's okay. It's up to you, and yes. um, you know, it could either tr- it could either trigger a symptom, and it could you can have an outbreak, mm-hmm. or um, in some cases, um, you know, they were having frequent outbreaks, and then they have steamed, and it, they just haven't had that happen again.
0: Yeah. So it's like very individual, isn't it? Yeah, it's very exactly. Individual.
1: Yeah. But yeah. as long as that awareness is there and if you've got, you know, if you've got your tools for however you, um you know, you deal with that. Managing it. Yeah. Yeah. Managing it. So um, in particular with herpes, it which you know, you'd only need a 10 minute sting in that sense. Mm. Yeah. And that's about the time it takes anyway for the, the volatile oils in the herbs to be released into the bloodstream. Yes. So yeah. 10 minutes to people, they think, oh, that's not enough. Or, you know, that's mm. not going to do anything. But I mean, yeah, it's like when you're having a shower and I'm like a person that likes it really hot usually because I'm like, yeah, yeah it feels better. It's just, it's getting me more. Or, yeah. You know, Again, again, are only steaming is simple and that's you know, 10 minutes is all you'd need. Um
0: and I guess if you have that excess heat already, like you said, yeah. they probably yeah. don't need much more where maybe that's with right. you might feel the call to go for a bit yeah. longer if you're yeah. a
1: cool makeup. Mm. Exactly. And then and when you're when you're actually steaming as well, you can either do it, you know, naked if you've got mm-hmm. you know excess heat, or you can just have a light covering. Um, always hydrate with yourself um, as well throughout um, yeah just in general but yeah, if there is a um, a damp association with it so maybe there's um, mucus or you know regular discharge that's um, got a scent to it or it's mm-hmm. like thick and clumpy or coloring um, then that's definitely telling us that there's um, that dampness again so yeah. similar to the cysts um, manifesting the, the excess fluids and you know Sometimes due to diet a lot is um, yeah. where it sort of comes from. So, so it means both of them
0: you need to do goni steaming yeah. and dietary changes. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm. There's the combination of the food therapy that comes into it. So yeah. And then the steaming for um, infections is, is usually really quick to resolve itself. So cool. I usually suggest steaming 10 days consecutively, um, consecutively with the disinfecting type herbs. Cool. Um, but usually after three or four days, they're like, it's gone. I've, yeah. I've got no more discharge. And that's good because the discharge is what holds the infection. So We want that to be released. Mm. And so and initially you might see, you know, excess buildup of that discharge, but that's an, a good indication that it's trying to release itself. So that that's yeah. helping. Amazing. Cool.
0: Mm. That's yeah. so
1: cool. I love
0: that. Um, and so there are a lot of myths and fears around yoni stemming as we talked about. Mm. And it can be projected on like I practice with yoni eggs and stuff like that. It's the same same thing but could you maybe talk about a couple of myths that you've heard of with Yoni steaming and kind of like bring some light to it so it can kind of help people kind of ease their fears around the practice
1: (laughs) yeah I mean when you do a quick google it's um yeah not the (laughs) not not the greatest Mm. and um but that's you know that's just with again coming back to that fear of the unknown and yeah. a lot of the arguments are that there's no evidence um, for your, and your um, yeah and while that is you know the case it's not to say mm-hmm. there's none because yeah. um, there have been plenty yeah um, but also there's there's not any saying that it's you know okay that it's either. not yeah mm-hmm. so that argument sort of falls very short because um, in particular in Chinese um, doctor uh, and hospitals, Mm. um, a few have been um, tested out through there and Korea as well. Korea is, um, I mean, that's completely normal that they have, you know, the whole practice is pretty much um, inside hospitals as well as, you know, outside. So cool. um, they're also doing their own research into that. Yeah. Um, and Kelly herself from the STEMI, um, Institute, the Mm. Perry STEM Institute has, um, conducted a few, you know, studies, especially around postpartum. Mm -hmm. Um, but like with anything, um, I, I, ha, I Yeah, sometimes I don't like getting into that, you know, needing too much scientific data to back something up when it's, um, mm. you know, when it's trusted by our um, Indigenous cultures, yes. that's enough for me, you know, yeah. I... I trust in that knowledge and you know especially with when it comes to Chinese medicine for 2,000 3,000 years of Mm -hmm. practicing you know with herbs and um, with natural remedies so
0: and I guess it's encouraging people to create their own sense of self and their own mm -hmm. mind you know like this is something I always encourage people to do is like just because the system says Mm -hmm. it's not studied like what do you think as an individual what makes sense to you and yeah can you trust in that a little bit more because like I'm in the same boat where like the work I do is very out there Mm. like on the side and you know people often say to me there where's the facts you know where's the scientific facts uh, I'm like if I trusted yeah. the facts I would be I would have been labeled a crazy person and put in mm-hmm. a freaking mental asylum with yeah. schizophrenia you know like yeah you know I I mean like of course like be discerning do your research mm-hmm. make your own decisions and if you're making your decision from a place of um of edu- you're self-educated and you know you trust in yourself then yeah. you know, just try it out and see how it goes. I mean, it's not going to do more damage if you're talking to people who have had experience in it. Then yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. So, mm.
1: And as as just listening to women's stories again, um, you know, I trust the way that women understand their own bodies. And you know, this mm. is this is where our voice was shut off completely from gynecology. You know, <laughs> they're making decisions about us, but not having yeah input at all. Yeah. Um and we know our bodies and we know mm. um we naturally just connect to that feminine energy of you know steam itself and water. Yeah. So um I mean to me it's a no-brainer but I can understand that you know there may be you know if you've raised in a
0: society that's told mm. you to listen to the man, then it is yes. hard. Of course it's hard. Yeah. And even like starting out in the path it is hard. But the more you learn to lean into trusting yourself. And yeah for me it was really when you turn to modern medicine, and there's great aspects of modern medicine, mm, but absolutely. there's a lot of aspects of modern medicine that just, especially for a woman, it just falls short. There's nothing yeah. for us there, you know. Yeah. So that's why it is important to start trusting, tuning into your womb, like you say, mm. which is your second brain. It's like yeah. your your um, you know, your wise woman powerhouse, ultimately. So absolutely, trusting in that, not it making yeah. your own choices.
1: Yeah, and being curious, I guess, and you know, when you are learning something new, um, mm. and yes, yeah, speaking and hearing from people who have experienced themselves, I think is yeah, you so know, important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, how does women'
0: yoni health reflect into our entire body and even our life? Because we are talking about it from like a very localized perspective, but yeah, how do you find it, it can help free people? In their day to day life, from yeah, balances and stuff like that.
1: I guess yeah. yeah. I mean, our womb is like a reflection of the state of our lives. Mm. Definitely. I mean, and that's if you have physically do or do not have a womb, um, that space, you know, it's it's part of it's part of our the way that we are expressing ourselves as well. Mm. Um, you know physically emotionally and on every level so it definitely um, you know if you're if you're feeling that disconnect if you're feeling that disharmony within um, especially you know as a female then tuning into that first before anything else is often going to serve you better Mm. Um, and that's you know a lot of the things that get overlooked um when you do go with something you that seems irrelevant so you know um not necessarily connected to your your menstrual cycle or anything but there will be some some connection to that to your womb space
0: yeah always and so
1: and yeah it
0: reflects to your whole life right if you have yeah. a disconnect to your your womb and your yoni yeah you're gonna have disconnect from the divine essence of yourself right Mm, there's shame there even just about being a woman you know there can be shame and discomfort and anger and all the things that come up with them so yes such a powerful tool to reconnect
1: yeah definitely
0: and so um oh and I also wanted to talk about dryness so Mm. if a woman is experiencing like quite like vaginal dryness
1: this would also
0: help to lubricate right
1: oh absolutely and it was for me personally it was one of the first things I noticed I was like Mm. holy shit I am good to go like I was like wow like this is um so great for yeah. menopausal
0: and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Because I know vaginal dryness can be connected to hormonal changes to do. Yeah,
1: with. absolutely. Well, not
0: just menopausal, like I know pregnancy, but not pregnancy. They don't stay while they're pregnant, yeah?
1: um, Up until a certain point. So if, um, there is a sort of a safe window after about 38 weeks when, okay. um, you know, all going well because in your in your pregnancy um that you can start steaming and yeah. I was I was one of those so for about 38 weeks I was steaming yeah. um and that again helped me because I did experience a bit of dryness throughout my pregnancy so I was like yeah. I really need this to be you know to feel hydrated and yeah um and lubricated and when it came to you know birth as well but yes yeah so yeah um menopause there are some amazing herbs that can be so helpful marshmallow root peony root um a really beautiful hydrating cooling and moisturizing herbs which is yeah, yeah is going to be really helpful during that um transition
0: that's awesome
1: yeah cool so johnny
0: steaming is this something that we can practice at home and if so what's the best way to do it how can we do it safely all that kind of thing
1: yeah 100% and I've heard so many different stories and ways of um of women doing it which is really cool I mean I had a client who was um on the toilet she had she yeah was on I've the, done toilet, it the toilet at the bowl and yeah and so it's like go for it I mean it's really simple I mean if you've got a garden if you've got some sage rosemary you know you can have fresh mm. herbs or dried herbs mm-hmm. um and a bowl, hot water, you're good to go, really. And yes. it's just where, however, you feel comfortable and however. um yeah. you know, For me personally, I do like to have a throne, you know, or, or a stool. Yeah, or a it's a lot nicer, and
0: ceremonial, um, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it can be helpful to ground yourself and to really, um, you know, feel into your body. Mm. But um, I have also done it without as well, yeah. and.
0: I did it with the toilet when I was traveling because it was just easier than taking a (laughs) (laughs)
1: whole thing with me (laughs) but I can
0: imagine it's so much nicer just having a devoted um space yeah Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and the quality of herbs I guess because I saw on your site you sell herbs too right the quality of herbs is probably probably determines the difference of whether it's more effective or not
1: Yeah. And then the way you sort of view um, your intent with the herbs as well. So again, if you really um, want to harness the energy of, you know, the sun or the moon as well, Mm -hmm. there are practices where you can um, use that as well as um, infusing the herbs overnight or, you know, um, yeah, again, fresh herbs right from the garden or dried herbs. Uh, yeah as, as best as you can find you know wildcrafted crafted or organic um, organically grown herbs of course are going to be um, a lot more aligned with um, the intent of of yeah. healing so yeah, yeah it's always can. just being careful about where you are and um, and what you're using as well um, it's a relationship when you you know start using these herbs um, you kind of can't help but wanting to know more about you know, about them individually and then yeah. creating that relationship. And then sometimes you'll be called to them. So a lot yeah. of the time I'm just, you know, oh, I, you know, mother motherwort plays on my mind. It's like, okay, mm. I'm really needing that. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I don't want people to get too fixated on is, you know, that it has to be this specific blend at this time. You know, we are, we were seasons, we move and we're cyclical. So we're always changing and the need is always going to be different. And mm. it's the same, you know, with our steaming practice. Yeah. We could be doing it, you know, quite frequently for one month because we're needing to really release and, you know, we've become stagnated. But then the next season we're, you know, we do it just every now and then just for maintenance. So,
0: yeah.
1: Amazing. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I have that often too, where I just like have this like herb like maybe it's like a word or I'll just see Mm, it in my clear vision I guess and like I'll google what it's for and I'm like oh my god that's exactly what I need yeah you know like I guess you get so witchy but if you start tapping into this intuitive part of yourself so there's so much
1: power in it oh so much and it just yeah it feels so much more aligned and you know coming from that you know coming from that space of what you're really needing
0: And the love that you feel like I'm growing herbs in the Mm -hmm. garden at the moment. And I just have been harvesting my chamomile and I'm like, oh my God, there's so much like love and yeah. it? like it just feels so loving and nourishing and that's it what we want to feel when we're using herbs to stem our yoni yeah. eh? because we want to yeah. cultivate that feeling of like love for ourselves and love for us you know our sacred spaces which is yeah. what the yoni is you know it's a sacred temple so like exactly. and like there's a definitely a difference between like grabbing the dried oregano out of the cupboard yeah to like yeah. Harvesting it yourself and really connecting to the essence of the planet—it sounds so witchy woo, happy yeah. dippy—but it's the truth. Like that's it how it feels, yeah. you
1: know. And the so, plants, yeah, they come with their own spirits, and when yeah. you, um, when you can tap into that and align yourself with that, then you, you the transforming and that, you know, the progress or yeah, what you're going through is going to feel,
0: yeah, intensified. A lot I guess, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah yeah I love that and remembering that like plants have a really pure um etheric body as well you know so it's really tuning into that and using that to our advantage because that's what it's there for you know like we're all one so that's why it's a narration supporter
1: yeah
0: cool um Mm. and something I ask everyone is what are your favorite pleasure practices at the moment of any kind
1: yeah um I have recently been on a bit of a journey um and sort of self-pleasure and Mm -hmm. I recently purchased a um, cervix serpent um, one of the glass um, beautiful beautiful little um, hand device and I've been really enjoying that and I also have been sort of tying it in with um, this manifestivation practice of which is quite nice to um, remind myself that Although, you know, um, you know, my yoni is this place for sexual power, it's also um, creative power and, you know, yes. bringing potential to my life and my dreams and my vision. So finding mm-hmm. those two practices have been um, quite a shift for me recently as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love feel, that. I yeah, do the same. <laughs> yeah. I love that it. yeah it's been really using cool. your
0: sexual energy to manifest mm. like the life of your dreams is such exactly. a potent tool and I mean not getting too focused on it like yeah but it's such a powerful tool to yeah. use and like like you say with with like a hand you know not a vibrator with mm. using something like a wand or um, yeah like you said, the serpent that you've just yeah. purchased, there's something so ritualistic and powerful around mm. really slowing down your self-pleasure yeah. and there's something so healing and nourishing in it. And mm-hmm. I guess I see it so often, like, you know, with all the new suctiony sex toys coming out, they're like, I come mm. so fast. I'm like, no, that's not the way. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want the most potent orgasm, slow yeah. the fuck down, you know, yeah. like, and it's not about orgasm, but it's about treating the whole experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah pleasure it feels it feels like taking back your um sovereignty because Mm. this like quick fast hard go 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 is not the energy that you know it's just a reflection
0: of the whole world right now exactly
1: yeah and don't we
0: and if you want to manifest with your sexual energy like you do Mm. and like I do yeah the way we do that is by really connecting to our sexual energy, mm-hmm. feeling it, you know, they talk about law of attraction without yeah. the sexual energy. Right. And the, and like, I know Joe Dispenza and stuff talks about this, like mm-hmm. really feeling what it is we want to manifest in our life. Like, say you want to yeah. like feeling your hand on the steering wheel, what's what yeah. going to feel like all that kind of stuff. But like you say, we can do this with our sexual energy, with masturbating and all of these kind of things. So the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you're not like speeding to the orgasm, you know, if you're slowing down and you're taking the time to really like feel how pleasure filled your life is going to feel the way you're manifesting it. It's so potent. I love that.
1: Yeah. So cool. It's like, yeah, that journey rather than the outcome necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, But just that, yeah, moving through it is just so powerful. And Yeah. yeah.
0: I love that. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome.
1: Nice.
0: Cool. And can you share with everyone how they can find your work, how they can find your social and your website and things like that?
1: Yeah. So um, my business name is the is Yoni Stem Aroha. So um, yonistemaroha.co.nz. I've recently done a bit of rebranding and, and it sort of came from being postpartum and in that mm-hmm. new sort of, finishing closing my winter and and coming out with these you know with things that I would love to share and working with um women and helping and educating I love to just share knowledge and that's um through yeah my Instagram is like my main sort of space that I work from cool um so yeah I'm Yonisim Aroha is where I'm at
0: perfect I will tag your links in the Description as well. So if anyone's interested in working with Kirsten, you can find her details below. um But yeah, thank you so Lovely. much for coming on. It was awesome thank to see you. Chat and I have so loved it. And all your wisdom. We're so grateful for it because Lord knows we need it in the world. So, <laughs> <it. laughs> cool. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Pleasure Podcast today, babes. If you enjoyed this episode I would love if you would support my message mission by subscribing and reviewing my podcast. If you would like to follow my work you can find me on social media at I am Amy D, or you can check out my website amydintuitive.com. I hope to connect with you soon and I'm sending you so much
1: love.